Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. As turbulence in the markets continues, for today's conversation, we will examine the latest Modern Retirement Monthly publication from the Chief Investment Office, which outlines what retirees can do during a market downturn. So with that, we do have both authors of the publication on the line with us for the conversation today. So glad to welcome back both Ainsley Carbone, Total Wealth Strategy. Americas, as well as Justin Waring, Investment Strategist Americas from the UBS Chief Investment Office. Ainsley, Justin, great to be with you both as always. Thank you for dropping by and looking forward to the conversation. Thank you, Dan. Great to be here. So getting right into it, Ainsley, I know within the piece, the first step you suggest is to put returns into context. So Ainsley, can you elaborate a bit on what you mean and maybe explain why this move can be helpful for retirees? Yes, absolutely. So what we mean by when we say putting returns into context is essentially viewing your performance in terms of meeting your financial goals. For instance, for myself, if I look at my retirement account and I see that the balance has dropped by about 20% because of the underlying investments return, well, that obviously doesn't feel too good. But I do know that I have maybe 30 years left until I retire and therefore won't need to liquidate those funds for 30 years. So although the value isn't where it was earlier this year, I know that the money will have more than enough time to recover by the time that I do need it. However, if I did need that money in the near future before the investments have time to recover, then that would, of course, be a very different story. So this is one of the benefits of the UBS Wealth Way approach, which segments your wealth by purpose and time horizon. For instance, there's the liquidity strategy that has the resources you need to fund the next three to five years of spending, holding cash and cash alternatives. There's a longevity strategy, which includes the resources you need to fund your lifetime spending, primarily your retirement spending, held in a diversified portfolio. And then there's a legacy strategy, which includes the resources you've earmarked for philanthropy and inheritance. Having the money you need for near-term spending set aside in the liquidity strategy, you can find comfort in knowing that you'll be able to meet your needs today, regardless of the market and regardless of what's going on in your investment portfolio that you won't need for decades. So the bottom line is putting returns into context and segmenting performance by purpose can provide you a peace of mind. Thank you, Ainsley. So Justin, as Ainsley pointed out, many investors' portfolios likely lower than they were at the beginning of 2022, myself included, which it's not a great feeling. And I know there are many unknowns in the markets and investors might be nervous at the moment, though. What advice, Justin, do you have for those who might be considering liquidating some of their assets in order to fund their current expenses? Thank you, Dan. It's a good question. Um, yeah, bear markets and and large drawdowns are very uncomfortable. Um, the good news is that historically they are rare and short-lived. So now that we've seen a 20% drawdown in the S&P 500, we're technically in a bear market. If we look at past bear markets going back to World War II, we can see that um, if you've got a diversified stock bond portfolio and you're able to hold on for three to five years, Historically, these portfolios have been able to fully recover their losses by the end of the three to five year time horizon. In 2020, it only took a couple months to fully recover losses. And so uh, when it comes to funding your expenses from your portfolio, the, the objective is to leave your risk oriented assets, the growth oriented assets fully invested uh, 
and meet your spending needs during this bear market window from safer assets, such as cash or bonds, or possibly tapping into the borrowing capacity of your portfolio. Um, these, of course, considerations that, that you know it's best to prepare before the bear market drawdown. Um, so if you do have a liquidity strategy set up, now is a good time to stop refilling it from the longevity strategy assets and instead allow your liquidity strategy to begin to be depleted. Um, if you haven't set up a liquidity strategy, it may not be too late. Um, but your options have shifted. And so um, if you have cash in a checking account somewhere, that's going to be one of the first places you should go to fund your expenses. And then if you have high-quality bonds in your portfolio, perhaps a buying ladder, uh, you'd want to be spending from there. And then, you know, hopefully by the time you need to tap into other assets, the market will have fully recovered uh, its losses. But, yeah, the most important thing is to – is to do what you can to play for time, to avoid locking in otherwise temporary losses, especially in your equity investments, because the, the, the return that equities provide after such a steep drawdown can be very attractive. And if you do sell uh, any stocks at these levels, you won't have as much uh, exposure to stock market growth during the market recovery and during the next bull market which introduces what we call sequence risk, which is the danger that your withdrawals from your portfolio will deplete your retirement savings, leaving less capital to support your future spending, eventually resulting in a situation where your portfolio can't support the lifestyle that you've chosen. And so, you know, guarding against that is really the main risk that we want to guard against during a bear market. There's not much we can do about the pain of seeing the market draw down, but we can help you prevent the, the damage of, of withdrawing from the portfolio and locking in those losses. So, Justin, turbulence in the markets can lead to unconstructive knee-jerk decisions when it comes to asset allocation. So, putting your guidance to work, Justin, what actions should investors be considering during a market downturn in terms of portfolio management? So, the first thing is that you, if you've been, if you've had any investments set aside that were designed to take advantage of a market drawdown. Now that the market's down 20%, it's time to start un unwinding some of those hedges. Um, that doesn't mean that you need to fully unwind them, but it's a good idea to potentially sell some of those and buy more stocks, you know, to help rebalance your portfolio. Um, this is also an opportunity to realize capital losses. So if you, if you sell an investment and buy a, a different investment that has similar exposure, but not identical, identical exposure, that capital loss that you capture can be used to offset future capital gains. It might be able to reduce your tax liability this year. And it can help you potentially offset capital gains until you pass away or give, give the assets to charity, allowing you to do more with the money that you've saved for retirement and, and for, and for, you know, inheritance and philanthropic purposes. And, and, and the last thing I would mention is that after market sell-off, your portfolio asset allocation typically drifts away from the starting allocation. So especially with a stock bond allocation mix, but also the, the mix of growth and value, large and small, things like that. So when you see a drawdown like this, uh, you want to make sure that your portfolio doesn't drift too far from your target allocation. Um, you know, rebalance your portfolio periodically. For example, if your portfolio's equity allocation goes more than 5% from your target, um, in, in order to make sure that your portfolio maintains exposure to risk assets and therefore participates uh, to, you know, to it to the largest extent that it can, 
uh, during during the, the, the recovery rally. Thank you, Justin. So before we close out, Ainsley, maybe one more item we can highlight from the report. Uh, why might market downturns, Ainsley, be a good opportunity to complete Roth conversions? So market drawdowns present an opportunity to accelerate planned Roth conversions for two reasons. The first is because if you complete a Roth conversion when asset values have fallen, well, when they recover, the growth will become will be income tax-free instead of just tax-deferred, as long as the assets have been in the Roth IRA for five years and you are at least age 59 and a half at the time of the withdrawal. The second benefit of completing Roth conversions during a bear market is that it can help reduce the tax cost. And the tax cost reduction can be especially high if you have both tax-deferred and after-tax dollars in your traditional IRA. This is because the tax burden of a Roth conversion is based on the taxable portion of your traditional IRA balance or the amount in excess of any non-deductible contributions. So when you see a change in market value, that does not change the amount of your non-deductible contribution. So as a result, a market drawdown will lower the portion of the Roth conversion that is subject to taxes. So to summarize, if a Roth conversion is going to be right for you, then the first reason to consider accelerating your planned Roth conversions during a market drawdown is that it can create tax-free growth during the recovery. And the second reason is that it can help to lower the tax cost. Well, Ainsley, Justin, thank you very much for dropping by top of the morning for the insights, the guidance, and for the conversation. We do encourage our clients listening in to continue this conversation with their UBS financial advisor. They can also directly receive a copy of the Modern Retirement Monthly Report titled What Retirees Can Do During a Market Downturn, which both Ainsley and Justin have been referencing this morning. Although, thank you both again for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And again, today we've been joined by Ainsley Carbone, Total Wealth Strategist Americas, as well as Justin Waring, Investment Strategist Americas from the UBS Chief Investment Office. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. Timeframes may vary. Strategies are subject to individual client goals, objectives, and suitability. This approach is not a promise or guarantee that wealth or any financial results can or will be achieved. Neither UBS Financial Services, Inc. nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements.
In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.